This episode of Neighbours is supported by Beamly, the social and content network for TV. Check out Beamly.com. Hello, this is Neighbours, the Neighbours recap podcast where we watch the five most recent episode of Neighbours and then break them down. Mm. I'm Vaya. And I'm CJ. Firstly, extremely exciting piece of information for you is that we are going to run a giveaway. We are running it right now. It's here. It's in front of us. It's in front of us. We have a prize. It is the Australia Post commemorative Neighbours 30 year stamp set. Wonderful. It's a glossy booklet. For the stamp collector and the Neighbours fan, combined into the one person. Probably, it might be a niche group, but <laughs> hey. But you know what? They're pretty good stamps. There's Carl, there's Susan, there's Bouncer. It's the couples. It's the it's the quintessential couples and um, Madge and Harold Obbs. Mm. Oh, and Paul Robinson's just stuck in there too. Of course. Has he got one of his wives on there? No. No, none. Okay. And just to be clear, Vera and I don't recommend using them as stamps. Although Kate, who does Neighbours as well. Mm, she thinks we should. She's about, no, she's about to pop baby-wise mm. and she wants to get them to use for her baby thank you notes. Yeah, thank you notes. <laughs> Imagine that. She could send them out. She could sign it on the back with a Neighbours tagline. So what we're going to do is at the end of the podcast, at the end of this episode, we will give you some instructions on how to enter this giveaway. It was a big week on Neighbours. The massive episode on Wednesday, which was the launch of the Erinsborough Festival. So big. And we'll do Tweets of the Week, but I might do that at the end as well. Okay, Because we want to jump in. And we, we've kind of discombobulated because we're recording this at night and usually we record this during the day. Yeah. And we've just had like pizza and sugar and yeah. we don't and know what's what. We actually had to get rid of Daniel and Imogen because they're still running the cafe in the studio. Oh, yeah, we're in the Pirate Net Studios and <gasps> it's, it's weird. Imogen's got a few jobs. She doesn't get paid to work for Daniel. Oh. I don't think she's invoiced Daniel. No. Nah. Imogen, you know, girl's got to get paid. For all your wisdom... Yeah, really- go back to Toadies and take on some cases. Yes. So first, let's take it back to Monday, which was episode 7071. Look, we can be proud of Amber because she got the big assignment on Monday. She, she got did. contacted by the West Waratah star. Yeah, and what did she have to take photos of again? Something. Look, I don't really know what the no. assignment was, but the paper, they saw her photos in the Erinsborough Festival exhibit. Oh, that's right. I was about to say, where did they get her information from? Yeah. Like, does she have a Facebook page? What's going on? Yeah, she probably, yeah, she probably does have a Facebook page. Oh, well, I mean, you know, she's very earthy these days. She yeah. might not be on Facebook. She just writes a flyer down and blows it into the wind. Yeah, she just she puts the energy out there. Yeah. So they liked her photos and they've asked her to take some photos, more photos of Erinsborough, like around town. Oh, man. I don't wish life was like Erinsborough and yeah. like things like this happen to people. They just go, oh, here's an interest of yours. Yeah, you should. Why don't we pay you to do more of this? Yeah, we're going to f- let you follow your dreams. No. Yeah. Anyway, but she got she was pretty stressed and pretty like tied down with this gig that went for a day. Yeah, yeah, and she, cause she had to turn it down. Firstly, yeah, because um because her brother almost died. Yeah, but he didn't. He's fine. No, I. By the way, everyone, I tweeted yes. this week. Oh yes, welcome at because I am pink. That's it. And my tweet was that I thought this was it for Bailey. Oh, when he died, and I didn't care. Yeah, look, he's because he's been a little rat bag. He hasn't been supportive of the family. He lost their money. He did. He lost all their money. He hasn't put in any calls to his space girlfriend. No, he needs to go to like space. But I feel like maybe things just aren't going to work out for him anymore. And did, were you the one that said he's leaving the show? Yeah. So his 
like acting studio or his like agent or whatever. Oh. So it spent the day with this guy on his last day on Neighbours. Oh. So like, you know, so hashtag fail for the agent. So, you know, this is why we can't be too attached to him. They're writing these stories. You know when someone goes away and you ha- start picking fights with them so that you're not as sad when they go away? Yeah, yeah, This yeah. is what Neighbours is doing. They're yeah. making us want to hate Bailey yeah. so that when he goes, we're not sad. Maybe he's going to do something pretty terrible when he goes. Apart from lose $800,000 for the well, family. Maybe he's actually going to find what, Sve- what was Svetlana. Svetlana and hook up with her and run away with the money. The catfisher. That would be a happy ending. That would be great, wouldn't it? For Bailey and this 50-year-old man that's <laughs> pretending to be his girlfriend. Svetlana. All right. So, yeah, Bailey was dehydrated from running club because he wanted to win the fun run money. But also hungover because, remember, dehydrated is celebrity for having a bit too much to drink. True. Yeah. And also, why isn't Drab, the teacher, the running teacher, making them all drink water? Like, he's terrible yeah. at his job. Yeah, he's really, like, he's, his duty of care is below standard. Yes. But then, okay, so Amber's, like, I'm flat chat with the wedding prep because the wedding, which was supposed to be in five weeks, is now suddenly in, like, a fortnight. Yeah, there's nothing good about this wedding. The only people that are into the Damber wedding are Damber. Yeah, they are the only ones. Daniel and Amber. No one else is invested. Everyone on the street has questions. I'm included. Yeah. Now, we need to just quickly touch on this because it was one of the weirdest things I've ever seen in my life Mm -hmm. on television. So Bailey comes back from the hospital and he's all down in the dumps like, oh, I'm such a loser. I've lost all our money and then I fainted. Fair point. And Paige decides to help him Mm. by staging a little sock puppet theatre. She (laughs) does. That's right, I forgot about that. Yeah, look, it's best if you forget. Yeah. Now, remember, Cop Dad is yeah. now absent because he's become a criminal. Yeah, and he's doing all his jobs. He's yeah. moonlighting. He's moonlighting and he's being a yeah. bad guy and he's, remember last week he was throwing the yeah. dishes around. Yeah. And so Amber played the dad in the sock puppet. <laughs> like, they've actually reached a level of parenting <laughs> that Amber has to put a sock on her hand. And do a deep voice. And role play. And role play as a father. Okay, so you've got Paige got to be the narrator because it was her idea. She's like, this is my idea, guys. I can be the yeah, narrator. Yeah, And then Lauren and Amber have uh, have socks on their hands. And yeah. so Amber doesn't have time to go to work, but she's got time to sit behind the, exactly. the cardboard box and with a sock this on her hand. This is important work. She had to be her father. Yeah. Yeah. And so they're doing this, oh, there was a boy named Bailey and he was a loser, but we love him. And they did this whole... <laughs> Sock therapy. And the thing that annoyed me the most, the reason I'm so anti-sock, is because the way they got into that was Lauren said that she tried to book Bailey in with a counsellor, but they were all full. All of them. All counts all counsellors were booked out. Why didn't she go down to Melbourne Public Hospital and just admit him? Like there's options. There's there options. options. Yeah. A church group would counsel you for That's free. That's true. The church people are always keen to help. And his school? Yeah. He's, he's a student. I'm sure that Susan would step up. She she counselled Nate. You know, I don't want Susan. I want a professional counsel. <laughs> That's a good point. What about Carl? He's a doctor. No, no, can't, no. No one no, from Aaron's Brothers. You don't want anyone. <laughs> I, I want a trained mental health professional dealing with kids yeah. with problems. Yeah. So that's what made me mad. And Do you want him diagnosed? Yeah, well, something. I just want yeah. him to talk it out. You get a booklet with a list of things to do when he gets home. And... Talk it out. They yeah. need to do a mental health check. Everyone's sad and depressed these days and anxious. They need to address these and issues. Actually, that was a bad message to send out to the community. Yes. Yeah. Oh, sorry. That's where you were going the whole time. I just got it. Yes. Okay, cool. <laughs> Don't go to the doctor. Put some socks on your hands. Yeah. And where did they get the stand so quickly? I felt like there was 
of fate stand just hanging about in the house. Yeah, they threw that together pretty quick smart. And yeah. I guess Paige is an artist, so she oh, can whip true. these things up. Yeah. But they all what yeah. they all had googly eyes just on standby. Yeah, well they had them all together. Like apparently for a family that has no money, they were able to get to the craft store and back very quickly <laughs> and spend a fair bit on crafts. Harold's is not stocking googly eyes and pipe cleaners. No, I mean they do have kale chips. So you and never kombucha. know. <laughs> so you never know. Who's buying the kombucha? No one, because I see it every night. <laughs> Just still in the fridge waiting for someone to get on that trend. No, that's the other thing. It's not even in the fridge. It's just behind Har- behind this counter. Counter. It's going to go off. Do they not realise that people make this and Ew. put like love and energy into it? Yuck. Okay. Anyway. Another dark day for Harold's yeah. door. So we'll get to Imogen and the wedding planning. Now, it's a happy ending for Amber because she gets to trot off to work to take photos for the West Waratah star because... Imogen says, well, I know you've got to plan your wedding that's in like five minutes, but I'm a good planner. Or someone puts her, someone throws her in it. Someone says Imogen's a good planner. Make yeah, her do it. Just make her do it. She's not in love with the fiancé. <laughs> Go for it. And so she's roped in. Did we know that Imogen was a good planner? Like, I feel like this was something that was thrust upon us as well. Well, the thing is she wrote a study schedule for exams, but then she never followed it. No. So I think she's good at doing mm. putting the plan in place, but not sure. following it. Yeah, and she was able to plan her brother's trial. Yep. But, you know, I'm just – I'm concerned about Imogen. Yeah. Like, she was going to go to, um, like, Oxford or something, yeah. and that didn't happen. And so she's going to the university around the corner, which yep. is great. But she's doing that. She's working for Toadie. She's somehow now a cafe assistant. Yeah, And free. she's a wedding planner. Yeah, that's – see, she just, she's learnt nothing from the end of Year 12. How is she ever going to transfer to a better uni? Too much on her plate. No, it's too much on her plate. She needs to scale back a bit and yeah. do, just do her reading. And so, like, Daniel's telling her, well, we don't want materialism. We want, you know, Mother Earth kind of. And he was like, we don't want people to, br- like, everyone can just bring a sandwich. And then I love how horrified Imogen was. Like, yeah. you're not going to feed people? You're not going <laughs> to feed them? But then again, she is Teresa's daughter. She's Teresa's daughter. Yeah. <laughs> like, Teresa would not have it. No. <laughs> Could you imagine if, if Imogen was going to have oh. a wedding like this? Therese wouldn't know how to deal with it. It like firstly there'd be a day of there'd be like a week's meetings just to plan the food. Yeah, yeah, and she'd have one of those big wedding folders. There would be yeah. testing taste tests and all that stuff. Everywhere. I mean it, it would clearly be at the hotel. Yeah. But, but you know, they'd have testings. Mm. Chicken or beef. Yeah. So yeah, he's like, Yeah, people can just bring their own cutlery and we'll send email invitations and We Im- don't need a band because there's a festival around the corner. Imogen's about to have a conniption. Yeah. Like, she's like, it's a wedding people and eventually she said he's like, We just want to have like a picnic and she has this genius idea where like where she suggests, Well, why don't we just make the baskets and put all the food in there and give yeah. people the picnic basket? People, give people an option not to starve themselves while we enjoy your love. Yeah. And they didn't want wedding invitations either. They did a Facebook invite. They probably, if it was up to them, they would have like written it onto a feather. Yeah, and, and then let it flow Let out. it blow into the wind. And then be upset that some people didn't come. <laughs> but I sent, did you not get my feather? Yeah, I sent you a feather. <laughs> and so while they're planning that, Amber, it's they're intercutting between them making paper cranes mm. and then Amber and Josh are taking photos of grease monkeys. Oh, yeah, and so isn't it lovely that Josh just becomes available to help with this? Yeah, because Josh has nothing else going on in his life. No, he's going to soon, he's going to go to school. That's right, he wants to do TAFE. That didn't come up this week, did it? No, he thought of it two weeks ago. Oh, but yeah. he's probably going to need some time. He's got to yeah. fill out the forms, CJ. Yeah, yeah he's got to fill out the forms. <laughs> it's going to take a while. It's going to take a while to get his academic transcript. 
That's all written in like pencil from primary school. Now, at Grease Monkeys, the goons, D'Amato's goons, are out the front eating their burgers. Yeah, they do not like their photos being taken. No, they don't want to be in evidence. They were like, you know, a culture that thinks it's stealing their soul. Yeah. Yeah. And they want to go and grab the camera and so they start like trying to shove Amber and take the camera off her and then Josh has to like stand up to them Mm -hmm. because Amber can't save herself. No. It's always which boy is going to save me. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, a car nearly ran me down. Oh, thanks, ex-boyfriend for picking me up. But did you think that Amber loved it? I think Amber loved it. Yeah, she was on board. This is her shtick. Yeah. Amber's going to end up with Josh. Oh, God. I, I just want her to be alone and to well, figure no, yeah, out that who is a she good is. point. But I, I, I like Josh. I know you want Josh to be happy, but I'm not ready to feel that yet. I wonder if Josh can be a teacher. Do you think that no. having a criminal record? I mean, probably at Erinsborough High he could. Yeah. Maybe he could take <laughs> over the running group. His dad's doing a terrible job. Okay, well, we'll think about what Josh can study at TAFE. Yeah, I just want him to do something, Josh. Just get the vest off and do something. Yeah. Um, okay, so the goons threaten Amber and then Josh comforts her. And now into Tuesday, so they go back to the off-air bar where Daniel and Imogen have finished yep. planning the wedding that's in two weeks. Now, Amber finds out that Imogen's planned this whole wedding and she's like, um, we wanted a planned free wedding. Like, our theme was no plans. <laughs> our theme was, yeah, oh, man. If they really wanted that, why don't they just go to a field and elope? With their parents as witnesses yeah. and that's it. I eloped. They could have eloped. Yeah, and we got to Skype in and watch your wedding. Exactly. They wouldn't have wanted technology at their wedding. Uh, do you think the wedding's going to happen? Um, I think the wedding's going to happen. Okay. I don't think the marriage is going to last. All right, all right. Hopefully somebody dies. <laughs> um, <laughs> Take that, your pick. <laughs> that, that normally happens. You know, yeah, true. You know, poor, poor old Toadie only got his wife for about 15 minutes. Like, Toadie should be going around saying, guys, don't get married here. Bad, do bad things. things happen. So... Daniel tries to convince Amber, no, people think we're idiots. People think we're wishy-washy. So we have to plan a few things to make them think that we've got it all together. So, like, for people that are really, really against all of the things that are, like, um, you know, traditional, why are they getting married? Yeah, exactly. If they were really free spirits, they'd be like, we're just going to have a... They'd go back to living in the car. Or they'd have a commitment ceremony. Exactly. Why get Susan out of bed? She's got MS. Oh, she's got a rough trot. Yeah, she's got MS. Her husband won't leave her alone in the sack. She's got reports coming up. She's probably got reports. Term one. Term one's winding up. I mean, leave Susan alone. Go into a field, light a bonfire. Mm. A circle of love, like they did that other time. Yeah, hold your hands. Bubble, that's right. Yeah, do some chanting. Mm. And that's it. That's it. Yeah. So Daniel sits down and writes his future on a napkin. Oh, how how solid. And it was like, thanks, Daniel. Marry Amber. Have kids. Live in a house. It was the most rudimentary plan. I love how kids were before a house. (laughs) No need to get that. No need to worry about where to put them. And Amber calls him over and she's made a love heart circle out of all the photographs of all of their achievements and says, we don't need to plan and achieve. We already achieve things. Look. She's always doing things with photos and she's such so artistic. You know, can't she just go to uni and learn some things? Do a couple of elective, elective subjects. You know, there's a lot that she could do. Now we get to Christos and his baby alarm has gone off. Yeah. And it's four weeks since he um, did the deed with himself in Paul's apartment and gave Lucy his... I, it doesn't feel like four weeks ago, but also... His love donation. Like, you don't always know that early. This seems inappropriate. Not at all. And he's telling everyone. He, oh, 
He may as well have put it in the West Waratah Star. Yeah, Amber could have taken a photo of the sonogram or whatever it's like, whatever it's called at that stage. Or the pregnancy test. Oh yeah. <laughs> the why that? Why that hasn't been put up on Instagram? I don't know. <laughs> now it's like ding, 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 pregnant, and straight away Lucy sends plane tickets. Aww. She's like email plane tickets to Chris and Nate. I love how rich she is. Yeah, so Robinson money. That's yeah. what you need That's in your life. That's what you do. Like, remember how Paul wouldn't even get Scott and Charlene over for Christmas? Lucy knows how to spend that money. Paul's not flying them over to help plan the damn wedding. Paul does not care. Paul is against this. I don't blame him. Imogen's Paul... doing it all. Could you imagine if you were Paul? Now, Paul has his faults, right? But being dumb isn't really one of them. No. Nah. No. Nah. He's quite a switched on fella. And... Daniel's related to him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it would be hard. Yeah, it's yeah. it's hard in being in that penthouse day in day out, yeah. watching that happen in front of you. It would be awful. But so Lucy sends the plane tickets, and she just says, "Come, like I need you." Like she just says, "You're mine. I bought you. Come." It's <laughs> also this the ultrasound is in six. The first scan is in six weeks, and she wants Chris and Nate to be there. For the scan. Yeah. Like, let's face it, she could probably lose the baby. Exactly. Now the, and then. Yeah. the harsh reality mm. of biology is that it's this is a high risk time. And and she's in a high risk. She's older. She's an older lady. And this yeah. is a precarious she's quite situation. quite healthy, though. Good for her. And you don't want to be throwing money around on plane tickets. No. At that this seems ri- like bad luck. This risky stage. Mm. But luckily, Nate is like, I can't go. I'm busy at the nursery. But also, like, Christos, he only just got his job at the hotel. Yeah, he's come. He, he doesn't have leave accrued. He does not have leave. Like, I started the jobs that I have about the same time, and I've only got 12 hours. <laughs> he can turn up to New York, go to the scan appointment, jump back on the plane, come home. Yeah, and that is all over the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. And don't forget, you lose two days on the way home. So he's lost his leave already. He's got to do whatever a long weekend. Yeah. The other weird thing is that, so Nate says, I can't go, I can't go. And so Chris is like, all right, well, Lucy will just have to show us the photos. She'll be showing everyone the photos when she's here in two weeks for Daniel and Amber's wedding. Carl could get a machine out at the wedding <laughs> and do this. Could be part of the, the entertainment. Georgia will probably have a go at it too. So a few things that are bothering <laughs> A few? You're not really supposed to go this public in the first trimester because yeah. of the risks involved. Look, we're just dealing with the harsh realities of life. We're worried about everyone's feelings. I'm, I'm mostly worried about Lucy. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like Christos. Chris, he'll deal with it. Yeah. He seems to fly by the seat of his pants. I mean, only like f- four weeks and an hour ago, <laughs> he was happy with not having a child. And then, and then he can't control himself. <laughs> Let alone, though, that Lucy has wanted a child the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> she even had that outfit that she was going to throw out. <laughs> Look, thanks, listeners. Somehow we've made miscarriage and the troubles of birth and pregnancy funny. Um, so then finally, this is the most amazing curveball of all time. Mm. Nate admits. Yeah. Out of nowhere. That the reason he can't go to New York is because a few years back he overstayed his visa? Yeah. And I've got to say, I love New York, Bea. Yes. And um, every time I almost do something illegal, whether that be not pay a parking fine or whatever, I go, oh, no. Because sometimes I think, oh, stuff it. I'll yeah. just go to prison for a week. It'll make a good story. Yeah. But um, I always go, well, no, I can't because I won't be able to go to New York. Yeah, that's 50 bucks I could have spent. Oh, no, you mean? Because when you have a criminal record, you can't go there. Oh. So that's, I mean, Paul can't go there. 
He's been in prison. Oh, he's probably paid a guy. Yeah, actually, yeah. You remember the Glenn Wheatley guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was in New York. Delta's former manager. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah. Um, I was in New York once and I saw him on the street and he'd only got out of prison like yeah, so a, he a, got week, around a week before, yeah. But so Nate, he's banned. He can't go there for three years. Oh, that's the thing. You can wait until time lapses. Anyway. Yeah. He can't go there for three years. And why – they were talking about New York. like Nate lived in like San Francisco and he was like 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 super camp or something? Like what do you reckon he did in this time in America? Like we could have a web series about this. That's amazing. He says it was something to do with the, the army. Oh, like he that's was boring. P- positioned there. He was like placed oh. there. But I like your version way better. I really imagine he was like if he did Mardi Gras. In fact, I'd love it if they retconned it so that down the track this whole military life was a lie. Yeah. And, and actually he had been, a boyfriend called like Trev or something. Then they've been living it up in San Fran. Yeah. Palm Springs. Yeah. You've got to go into Palm Springs. The alternate life of Nate Kinski. Mm-hmm. I love it. I was pretty excited for all the free trips they th- those yeah. two guys were going to get together. I mean, imagine the love stories they would have. Oh, it would be amazing. On Robinson Cash. Yeah. More to come on that. Mm. Now, before we move into Wednesday, Tyler spills the beans, right? So Tyler Brennan has spilt the beans to Toadie and the gang. Now, as um, Paige has pointed out, we can't call Brennan Brennan anymore. We can't call Brennan Brennan because even the people on the show can't figure out who's who. No. And who can blame them? They're both pretty hot. As the show keeps reminding us by removing their clothes. Yeah, they they don't have tops there. Nah. The washing machine. The wardrobe department's like halved their budget. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's where they've taken it from. Yeah. (laughs) And so they've spent actually all the money they've spent on um, Amber's gypsy shirts and outfits and Sonia's caftans. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They're gonna have a breathe from that for a bit. The caftan budget went up and the Brennan shirt budget went down. Yeah, hopefully, the pants is next. (laughs) So everyone finds out at the waterhole that Brennan and Naomi are a hot ticket item. So the secret's out. And Brennan, Mark, detective mechanic, constable mechanic, the hell's this guy's name? Constable mechanic. Goes over to Naomi because the Gabers want to have a double date. Yeah. And he says, oh, the secret's out. Let's have a double date. And she's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm, yeah. I don't like this word couple. Because remember a week ago when he was like, look, my fiance only died like 15 minutes ago. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I just want to sleep with you. Yeah. And that's about it. And that was, and we were okay. Everyone was okay with that. Everyone was. Everyone was consenting. They were adults. We were on the same page. Mm-hmm. And so she doesn't want to be talking about boring suburban couple things. No. Meanwhile, Tyler's checking out Paige's ass mm. and there's a bit of flirtation going on there, but we know that his heart belongs to Imogen at the minute. It does, yeah. Which is quite sweet. So Paige is teasing Tyler that he's got a thing for Imogen and she's not responding. Mm-hmm. But then they all decide, let's go down to the off-air bar for games night. And games night is just about as lame as it sounds. Yeah, it's games. It's board games, guys. Mm. It's board games. And I don't even think they're new board games. I think they just went and got... They were all old people games. Yeah, they like, got them from the Salvos. Josh, bric a shop. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Josh and, and Imogen were playing chess. Mm-hmm. And Tyler... How does Josh know how to do that? <laughs> well, that's why Imogen won. Yeah. I, I don't think <laughs> Josh... He's like, what's the... He's like, my, my pony went over the... What? He's going... <laughs> This is an angry bird. <laughs> oh, Josh. So that's why Imogen won. And Tyler and Paige are playing backgammon. Neither of those two knew what the hell they were doing. No, and they got no idea. Someone I, was playing Monopoly, weren't they? I think I saw a okay. Monopoly box. Well, when all I know is when Tyler and Paige were playing backgammon, I was half waiting for one of them to yell at Yahtzee because <laughs> I don't quite know if they knew what was happening. Yeah, they didn't know what was going on. And Imogen's scattering the games around like she's doing a shift and not getting paid for it. Yeah. 
And, and, and you remember earlier on in the week when Daniel said, finally I've got money because of this place. And she's looking at him like, well, pay me. Yeah. Yeah. How about, you know? Why is she in love with this guy? Get over it, Imogen. P-A-Y-G, yeah. Daniel. Yeah. And now she's gone on about Daniel to Tyler. Like, oh, Daniel, Daniel, Daniel. I'm planning his wedding. Oh, he's so silly. Oh, he doesn't want to buy food for his wedding guests. He's so funny. And Tyler's like, whoa. Okay, so back So you're off. really into him. Yeah, he, what, he, yeah, Tyler's switched on. Yeah, and he's like washes his hands of it going, too much baggage. He gave up all that cash to get Hermione back. Yeah. And he's not going to get any girl out of it. See, that's a sensible thing to do with your money. Mm. Buy the girl you like her car back from yeah. the, the evil man. Yes. <laughs> so Britain comes down to the game. Mark, constable mechanic... <laughs> the hell comes down to the B- games night and sees big Paige. Brennan? Big Brennan. Big Brennan. Big Brennan. <laughs> big Brennan comes to the games night and sees Paige with his brother. Mm. And he gives her a bit of a friendly advice like, "Oh, be careful mm. by hanging out with him. He's not the he's not entirely sensible." Yeah. Cuz Brennan is pretty specific on how he feels about things. Yeah. That, that guy, yeah. And he just also takes this moment cuz he's happy, he's all loved up at the minute. He takes the opportunity to say to Paige, "Look, I'm sorry things went pretty pear-shaped with us. Mm. I took a lot of stuff out on you and I'm sorry about that." With yeah, the, it was really with, um I had a lot on my plate with the jewel thief and <laughs> crazy. But, you know, look, it was a really adult thing to do. Yeah. And like he's been through a lot and to be able to put that all together and like realize that he should have treated her better. That was great. And like people wait, and when I say people, I mean me. People mm. wait years. <laughs> For pe- for yeah, they sit in their houses <laughs> night after night. People wait years for someone to turn around and go, "Sorry, I was a dick." Yeah, they do, and it's very satisfying when they do turn around and say that. I don't think anyone's ever told me that, but anyway. <laughs> well, I've I've had conversations where both parties have admitted I could have behaved better in that scenario. So that's wonderful. You live in neighbours. <laughs> <laughs> but you know that's wonderful, and he, and she just got it within weeks, really. Yeah, no. so amazing. And but the problem paid, is though, the problem. Like, the problem is though, this ignites something in her again. Mm-hmm. She's still got something there for Big Brennan. I didn't. I didn't realize she did, but that light got turned on pretty quick. I think she's pretty damn good at concealing it. Yeah, she's great. I just worry. I worry for her. Yeah, I don't think she should go out with him. He's too old for her. Yeah, but I think that kind of might be part of the appeal. But there's a younger version available. (laughs) (laughs) Like he looks as great with his top off. Sure, he needs a haircut, but but that can be arranged. But he doesn't want to fight for the community like his brother does. No, he doesn't. But he did get the car back. Maybe he needs to start telling people about that. Yeah, it's like you were telling... You were telling me before that sometimes you feel like you need to follow your husband around and tell people the good stuff that he does. Yeah, yeah, just like, you know, do some PR for him. Yeah. Yeah, he needs some, little Brennan, he needs some PR. People following him around going, he did this really good thing the other day. Yeah, I think maybe D'Amato might be upset um, and that could end bad. Yeah. But still, you know, and and like he's run off and his dad, there's some other story going on there and and it could could be painted quite well for him, really. Big Brennan, by the way, he's pretty sure he's in love. Like, Naomi's not as into this. Which is so perplexing because Big Brennan was the one that said no strings attached. Yeah, but he has fallen head over heels for Naomi. Which is pretty sweet. It's adorable. Sorry, we have suddenly skated over to the fact that Paige said to little Brennan, yeah. take a photo, it take last longer. Yeah. And he did. He took a photo of her bum. Yeah, that's inappropriate. But there was consent. Well, that's technically true. She was sarcastic. She was. She didn't make him delete it. 
It's in the cloud. It's now in the, yeah, it's in the cloud. It's going to get down off the cloud once Paige is a Hollywood superstar. And she just had some issues with online sexting going too far. Yeah. She needs to be careful where she puts her image. She does. She does, particularly in yoga pants. There was like a senator in America recently that wants to outlaw yoga pants because he feels that they're too revealing. Um, anyway, and she was like bent over doing her stretches in the cafe. That's, that storyline is going to be how we remove the pants from the Brennan brothers. Yeah. <laughs> Outlawing yoga pants. Outlawing. Okay. So at the end of the night, she's a bit confused about her feelings. Ty- little Brennan says, let's kick on. And yeah. so she's like, yep, all right, um, let's go. He's like, I'll just pop home and change. I'll just pop home and change. And she's like, let's go to your home. Yeah. Take me to there. So they're there. <laughs> and... Paige sees this little note that Naomi left for Brennan, big Brennan, yeah. and gets all envious. Oh, yeah, because remember, Toadie gave Naomi some love advice. Oh, yeah. That's why she wrote the note. What did he say? He just said, like, you know, it's going to be all right. And she was like, oh, but I'm used to being in relationships that don't work out, i.e. when I fell in love with you. Yeah. And um, he was like, look, it's going to be okay. You just need to get used to this and you need to give love back. And it was just like it was a really nice That was really considerate of Toadie slash he was clearly very relieved that she has moved on. Yeah. But it's like one of those lovely little um, sweep things under the carpet neighbours moments yeah. where they, like, resolve it. They say, look, Toadie and Naomi are going to be okay now. They're good now. They're good now. Like, Sonia's not in town. Yeah, that's why it can happen. He'll get on the texts to Sonia say, later on and say, mm. it's all good, hun. It's all good. Yeah. All right. So, finally, Paige looks at Tyler, grabs him, kisses him. Is mm. like, well, when life gives you lemons, go for the younger brother. Yep. <laughs> And he is on. It's on. He's mm. like, right, we're not going out, staying in. Then she suddenly has this flashback of Brennan giving her nice words and then she shuts it down. She goes, i got to go. And then this is a mistake and runs out the door. Yeah, and I feel like good on you, Paige, that that's the right thing to do in that situation. Look, while, well, in Imogen's case, it is advisable to get over one unrequited love situation. But that's okay. They didn't hook up. By moving on with another. These guys boxed together. Yeah. <laughs> And I kind of like the idea that this really hunky kid mm. who's into fixing cars and yeah. going around with his shirt off, he's into the nice bookish girl. Yeah. I really think yeah. that's really sweet. He wants Imogen. And that's he's a in, lovely little neighbour's romance. He's intrigued by her and her Anne of Green Gables talk. Yeah, but now it's all over. He doesn't care. Nah, he's like, well, she likes that idiot. Yeah. <laughs> he's realised her true colours and he wants nothing to do with it. I reassess my judgement. <laughs> So let's pause and take a word from our sponsor and we'll resume with Wednesday. Erin's Fest 2015 is hitting the burbs across several action-packed weekdays featuring world-class act playing his or her greatest hit, wine and cheese tastings from two local vendors, a bake-off featuring Matt Preston and Susan Kennedy's coconut cream pie, glamour photos of old people and kids' entertainment including Toadie dressed as a gold statue. For tickets and info, head to vic.gov.au slash Erin's Fest. Erin's Fest 2015. Presented by Erinsborough Council and Lassiter's Hotel Group. If you're not at Moomba, be there. This is Neighbours with Vaya and CJ. And Wednesday this week, episode 7073 was a massive one. It was the launch of the Erinsborough Festival. It was. It's a big festival. It's on the calendar for everyone. It's a two-week festival, P.S. That's crazy. Like, Sydney Road Festival was last weekend and it was on one day. Like, Moomba. Which, which is like the biggest family festival in Melbourne, goes for two days. Yeah. But, you know, Paul does not do things in halves. Naomi's planning the whole thing on her own. 
She's their only promotions manager. Yeah, and she doesn't actually know how to do that. No. No, this is her first time. Like, she decided a few weeks back, I'm going to start a business. Yeah. And now she's running a two-week festival. Yeah, that's quite big. Like, I think you'd probably, you know, like, that's a big deal, right? Like, the comedy festival goes for three weeks and they have, like, a team of 50 people running that. Yeah, and, like, a billion volunteers. Yeah. Okay, so we'll set those issues aside. Now, we open with a very beautiful sweeping shot of Erinsborough with Susan Kennedy's voiceover as she reads from the program. And it turns out there's a little quiz in the program, a little oh. trivia quiz. It's, it's meant to be about Erinsborough, but it's mainly just about the people that live on Ramsey Street. Yeah, yeah so, I know. How much would it suck if you lived in like two streets over? If you lived over in, I can't think of any other street name. If you lived over in like... Where the school is or whatever. If you lived on High Street. Yeah, well, there's one in everyone in there. And if you live... And no one cares about you. No one cares about High Street. No. You don't, you don't get a Guernsey in the trivia no, quiz. No, you're just one of the poor people that has to, like, wait for their food for six hours whilst Paige, like, patches someone at the Harold store or something. You're not winning the meat tray. No. Because that's what's on offer here. If you win the quiz, you win a meat tray. And so, unsurprisingly, Carl's all for oh, it. Carl, anything for free, mm-hmm. Carl's there. And Nate's like, no, I'm going to win. And Carl's like, but you've only been here five minutes. I love Nate attitude though like I'm taking Carl down don't care how gonna do it yeah and I love it because they live together so they'd probably share the meat I keep forgetting that he lives with the Kennedys yeah good oh, that's on weird me. yeah well one day he'll move in with Chris I just realized you said share the meat and that's gonna come back in a few minutes time when I refer to a scene between them that I thought was interesting oh okay I'm looking forward to the analysis here <laughs> okay this episode lots it's like a kaleidoscope of scenes between lots of all the characters everyone's involved yeah so Paige, we get back to Paige at the brennan's house yeah she's forgotten her jacket from when she ran out of the patch last night classic big brennan clocks it he sees her coming in for her jacket mm-hmm. grabs it and runs out again he's and like hey you used to come in here for my jacket what's <laughs> up and he it, there's a moment of concern yeah. that yeah. she's hooked up with his brother and Naomi straight away is like, do you care? Do you, do you mind? What's going on? Do you? And he's like, yeah, no, I'm fine. I've got to go. And he's like shoving her out the door. Yeah. So yeah. he's clearly fine with it. Now, Damba, Dan mm. and Amber's wedding Evites. Yeah, Evites, yeah. Evites. Nice and committed. Yeah. Are out. Because they ask Uncle Paul, like, oh, Paul, did you get our invitation? And he's like, go away. He's like, oh, I saw that I had an email. I haven't opened it. <laughs> Why would he? <laughs> He's probably got like 150 emails this yeah. morning. Yeah. Like I'm not even mayor and I have a lot of emails. Like It's the day of the festival. Yeah. He's got a lot on. Leave him alone. Like how inconsiderate of them to plan the wedding around the festival. True. Like uncle's, Uncle P's got a lot on. Yeah. My dad's the local cop. He's got to do the traffic management report. And he hasn't done he it. He hasn't. Mum's got to organise the wine and cheese. And everyone's having to make cakes. Oh, it's just terrible, terrible decision making. Yeah, they just have to make it all about them. Now, Paul's got this new friend, which I think is quite cute. I love it. The fact that the two baddies yeah. have become pals. They're like, we're going to be bad together. Yeah. And we're just going to sit down and they, they're going to drink alcohol also that isn't like really served at the place that they get. No. They're like not having a beer. They're getting like top shelf liquor. Like, yeah. Sue, Sheila's probably got to go get in the car, drive to a different bottle shop, go get it and bring yeah. it back to the pub for them. Yeah, she's got to go downtown <laughs> and get something better because they're not selling it at the local. Nah. Where so it, well, that, ta- they are the local. So we're talking, of course, about Dr. Nick, mm-hmm. Dr. Petrides, Tarage's brother, and he he's like joined forces with Paul just to be 
evil old men together. Look, he, he's, he's, he's had a survey of the town yeah. and he's realised the only man with any class is Paul Robinson. <laughs> he lives a good life. Yeah, yeah. And, and so does Dr Nick. Where's Nick living? Good question. I think at last, well, her age would have put him up at Lasseter's for sure. Well, I feel that he should move into like the penthouse next door. And they could be like the Lou and Harold of this generation, you know. That is so cute. That is really cute. So we leave them and now we're we're doing the wine and cheese display at Harold's, which looks Harold's store looks quite pitiful. And it's just like in the store. And I feel like they don't have a liquor license. Yeah. Yeah. No, they wouldn't. And also it's not you're not gonna get much foot traffic. And if the cop was meant to put that form in, he didn't. You're not going to get much foot traffic if all the stalls are outside and your wine and cheese is inside. Yeah, and plus if everyone's getting free stuff outside, where are they going to go into Harold's? No. Yeah, bad, bad logistics. Naomi, you lost you lost it on this one. They're having a bit, a bit of banter back and forth and um, Lou's like, well, maybe I'll get Lauren to rename this pl- the Harold's store Lou's. Lou's. Yeah, Lou's. And then who says it? Who says the amazing line about then you'd people would think it was a public toilet? Sheila, probably. I'm going to go with that. Yeah, we'll go. We'll yeah, we'll credit go with Sheila. Sheila. Yeah. So that's a bit of fun. She has a, she has a few pearlers. Yeah, she yeah. does. Yeah. So then we go into the field, the <laughs> Lasseter's field. Oh, yeah, yeah, the yoga centre. Yoga yeah. park. Yoga park. And everything's set up for the festival and then Naomi unveils this cutout of Paul yeah. and it's been doodled on. Yeah, it It's has. got like glasses and a moustache it's terrible there's not even dick and balls no drawn on which i think no. is a wasted opportunity it's just like an old style moustache yeah like rocky and bullwinkle style <laughs> and so naomi has this moment of foreshadowing like something terrible gonna go wrong. something terrible is gonna happen and then toady or someone or chris or someone says bad things happen in threes oh yeah and he was really happy about it and she's like i'm gonna punch you three times mm-hmm. <laughs> pretty much so, okay, it's rapid fire. We're moving on. So we go into Toadie. The festival is in full swing. Toadie is vlogging. Yeah. Because Sonia and Callum are in the States and aren't around for this. Mm. He's doing like David Attenborough style. Yep. These are the residents of the festival and da da da. <laughs> this is a tray of cupcakes. And then um, no, 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 just no, no, like no, the no. ones that Vanessa used to make. Like he's never talked about Vanessa in two years, but suddenly he wants her cupcakes. I don't even remember who Vanessa is. There you go. Yeah. And then Vanessa and Lucas walk in from oh, the distance. Oh, that's who? Yeah, yeah, sorry. That's who it is. And and I always love it when, like, a character comes back to Neighbours and they're just in Dalesford. Yeah, like, so, they couldn't okay. have caught up. So for the international audience, Dalesford is, like, not even an hour away from Melbourne. Yeah, it's like 45 minutes yeah. from where they are. It's a country – it's a picturesque country town, lots of um, day spas – yeah, and it's a lovely place, and I don't blame them for wanting for not wanting to leave. Yeah, it's it's very picturesque, um, mineral springs, like lots of ways to pamper yourself in Dalesford. Yeah, but you because Lucas he still owned the house until recently. Yeah, and he couldn't have come back to do a rental check, you know? Like no, he went to Dalesford and went. This is this is living a peaceful life. I'm not yeah. going back to that dump. I'm going to have a natural mineral spa. What's even more surprising? Mm. Lucas and Vanessa have three children. <laughs> They do, well, no, they've got two. Two and a bit. Yeah. Two and a half kids. That's like three in three years. Three under three. Yeah, but, you know, some people are like that. And they're up the country, you know. There's less to do. And I do quite like that, okay, so they're not spring chickens. No, they're getting it out of the way. And Patrick was an accident with them. So they've clearly gone, you know what, we've found ourselves with each other. Yeah. We've got one baby. Let's pop out a few more. Yeah, they, get, want, they get, want the kids to have someone to yeah, play with. Let's get this done. One more thing to point out with them is that mm-hmm. their second child, the daughter, is called... Sebastiana, which I think is too much name. Yeah, that is, particularly for a show. And we didn't even meet her. 
Well, she, no, they were carrying her. Oh, sorry, Patrick wasn't there. Patrick was with Grandma or Why something. couldn't we have Patrick? I wanted Patrick. I wanted to see that he was doing okay. I don't understand why we couldn't have him there. Because he had, he was sick when he was a baby. Oh, and he can't make the 45-minute trip now? No, but I wanted to see that he was doing well. Oh, but I, I just thought that was a weird um, story concept because they were like, where's Patrick? Yeah, he was the baby that you guys, that brought you guys together. Yeah. We didn't get to see him. Well, obviously something brought them something. together before that. <laughs> Um, but beer brought them together. Yeah. So it was sad not seeing Patrick. And I guess they were already paying 50 people to be there that day. They couldn't afford another oh, child point. actor. Sorry, I, I forgot that this was actually a show. <laughs> and this wasn't just a camera at the town next door. They're like, we can afford one kid. Yeah. But but they went with the one that we know about. They got rid of. They could barely afford to keep Vanessa and Lucas there because they were in two scenes and they went home. Yeah. Oh, maybe they didn't want to be there. Well, I, don't, I wouldn't want to be there either. <laughs> I want to go back to Dalesford. Um, so, all right, leave them for the minute because then we move on to the Brennans. Now, they don't have their shirts on. <laughs> Shocking. But they're in public now. Often they're in their house. They're like coming out of the shower. One of them doesn't have their shirt Yeah, on. they shower a lot in that house. These two are walking down the Lassiter's complex shirtless. Yeah. But it is... A weird concept that men do this. Um, just yeah. Just for the overseas listeners, because I, I don't believe it gets this hot in England. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, but men do this here. <laughs> like, they, they do. And every now and then women do it to prove a point. Yeah. Um, Paige. Paige, Paige did it. yeah. But here's the thing. Not a lot of it goes on in Melbourne. No. I mean, I went to a fast food restaurant recently with my husband and he didn't put a shirt on. Like, we just went there. Excuse me? Yeah. Like, we went to a shop and we got food. Okay. I've met your husband. Yeah. I went to school with your husband. I mean, it looks like he's wearing a shirt. He's not the, the type of person to get about without a shirt. No, but they feel that they can. Wow. Yeah. Was it really hot that day? Yeah. No, it was one of those really hot ones. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. it was. But it does happen. I don't know if it really... Like, it's March now, Brennan's. Yeah, both brothers. I yeah. mean, I commend neighbours for going, well, home and away is doing it. Yeah. None of those kids are wearing shirts. Well, I was thinking when we watched um, tonight's episode. Yeah, we watched I, it together. We did, first <laughs> time. Um, then I was thinking, it, it, it's much hotter in Erinsborough than it is in the rest of Melbourne. Sure, yeah. 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 People look a little bit more summer baby there. Because they're yeah, trying to make it look more appealing for mm. our overseas clientele. I can understand why. I, I like to imagine that there's like someone from the art department with a couple of hair dryers just blowing it at them, trying to yeah. warm them up. Yeah. And they've always got like a light film of sheen on oh, them. Oh, yeah. yeah. Particularly yeah, yeah. the Brennan brothers. <laughs> it's warm in Erinsborough. Paul's got some heating in. <laughs> Outdoor heaters yeah. for the festival. Yeah. And Paige and Imogen spot them. And Paige straight away says to Imogen, oh, I had a moment of weakness and I kissed him. And yeah, big thing to tell your sister who like that guy's currently really into her. And she's like half, I love her reaction. It's kind of like half... I should be jealous of this. Half, I'm not meant to be jealous of this. And I don't really care because I love that that Bambi but creature she, over there. But she still gets to kiss boys and I haven't and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So I kind of like that. And Paige says it's just complicated with the whole Brennan situation. And and Naomi, meanwhile, is telling Colette Nan that she and Brennan are a thing because now yeah. it's out. And Colette Nan's pretty excited. She is wrapped. Yeah. And like you'd think it was like normal, but I think that she would be wrapped at anyone who Naomi was dating that wasn't like married and stuff. Yeah. 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 And so I think she's just really proud of her daughter. So she's happy that she's going out with someone available. Mm. And secondly, she's happy that she's going out with someone who she calls hashtag constable hottie. Yeah. But, you know, she's called him that the whole time. Yeah. 
You know, this is not new. But she pretty much gives out a round of applause for Naomi Naomi, and says, well done, kid. You've done well here. Yeah. But, you know, Sheila, she's... She's got a pulse and she's not afraid to use it. No. Like she, she normally has a comment on a man that she feels is attractive. Yeah. And basically Sheila's into every man but Lou. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and, you know, Dr. Carl. I think she's a bit disgusted by Carl. <laughs> yeah, she's seen too much. Yeah, she Too has, much information. Yeah. Okay. And now, meanwhile, Harold's been a space cadet, mm. which I feel like he's a man of a certain age. Yeah. He's getting on in years. I know, but he's been driving a lot, so it's a bit of worry. Yep, that's the thing. No one stops him from driving. Yeah. Everyone's like... Because he doesn't have any real relatives. But they're all saying, oh, Harold's not himself. Harold's not himself. Stop letting him drive places. Harold's not himself. Yeah, go off in the truck, Harold. Like... And he keeps having flashbacks to Madge so that the new audience has context for who the hell Madge is. Yeah. Because guess what? She's coming back. Yeah. And now... Because you remember when we saw the clips of this at the end of last year, we're like, Madge is back? What? And remember back then I said, now it's either going to be Ghost Madge or Dream Madge. Those were my scenarios. I thought maybe Madge would come back from the dead. (laughs) (laughs) Unlikely third option, sure. Yeah. I mean, it happens when you fall off cliffs. And it did happen with Harold. Yeah, technically. I thought, isn't this amazing? This couple have been brought back from the dead. And she just just went away for a while. She's like, just needed a breather. Just needed a decade on my own. Yeah. And now back at the festival, there's some hijinks brewing because the the town psychic, the festival psychic's pulled out. Yeah. So who stands up for that job there? No one. Someone is is forced (laughs) into that job. Poor old Suze. Oh. We're always getting Sus to do things. Poor Susan. She's only just taken off that elf costume from Christmas. I know, but she's great. She did a great job at it. Look, I thought she could have tried a little bit harder. I know, but she was pretty amusing and adorable. She's predicting the sex of Vanessa and Lucas's baby. What did she project? I can't even remember. I don't know. No, it's not even relevant. It's one or the other, isn't it? (laughs) Exactly. It's a 50 (laughs) percent. Psychics. You're not that impressive if you're flipping a coin. No. You you know who they should have got? They should have got the Long Island medium. Have you, have you had any dealings with this? Everybody Google that. Press pause and Google that, okay. everyone. Yeah, Long Island medium is a certain um, American-Italian yeah. uh, person, um, like, you know, like the Sopranos type person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But with, like, bleach blonde hair and she's, like, fabulous with lots of rings and stuff. Amazing. Yeah, that's who they should have got. She oh, but pre- does she spot on? Does she get things right? Well, she's recently been caught up in a controversy where <laughs> she makes things up. But, I mean, Susan wasn't. Like all psychics, because being psychic is not a thing. No, it's not a thing. Like, you can be intuitive, but that doesn't make you a magic sorcerer. No. I once wrote um, horoscopes for a magazine. Oh, and do you have any special powers? No, no, no. I just I just wrote things down. You've just got this. an imagination. Yeah, I just would write 12 things. Is, I think that's how many stars on series. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what months they're in. So over to Vanessa and Lucas and they, Chris tells them straight away, like, guess what? I'm going to be a dad. No, you might be a dad. By the way, did you love the look they had? Oh, they were Judgy McJudgesons. They were like, but you're a gay person. Like they didn't know what to do. And And they were like, but you don't like them. (laughs) I don't know if you realise that, Christos. So he had to step them through it. And when he got there, then they kept judging him. They were saying, he's like, yeah, she lives in New York. I'm going to fly there and see the baby. And they're like, um, this is a terrible scenario. <laughs> You're going to want to be there All to the hang time. out with your kid <laughs> a lot. Yeah. Well, I'd, you know, well, this is obviously how Christos will one day leave the show. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. This, this is his out. All right, that's his At out. At some point, he'll break up with whoever he's going out with if it's not Nate. Okay. And he'll – or Nate will go with him yeah. if he's able to go to America. Then That's just how they'll okay. leave the show. Now, speaking of Nate, he and Carl are fiercely competitive over this trivia quiz. Yeah. And it's, Nate, you know, he gets a bit shirty. He's, he's, a, he's a competitor guy. Yeah. yeah. Well, he fights for a cause. Yeah. And he and his cause at this point is to ruin Carl. And he's knowing things that there is no way Nate could know. He knows that Donna Friedman designed the Shrugalero. I, I Margot. Had for, I had forgotten that. Margot Robbie. I'm Margot Robbie. She's not coming back? Her no? signature fashion piece. She's not back for the festival? She's back to do the Channel 10 special, but which is just like piece to camera. I think she's pretty amazing. I really like her. I love actually. her too. Yeah, she's so great. <laughs> she's amazing. So... The great thing is they're like facing off against each other, Carl and Nate, and then they get right up close. And I swear to God, I thought they were going to pash. Wow. I might have to rewatch because I just didn't get the vibe. It was saucy. Maybe I looked away and I didn't see it. They had chemistry. That's pretty exciting. And I think that's a great avenue. Carl needs to explore that side of himself. (laughs) I mean, he's explored every other one. Everything else. (laughs) Yeah. And then this great moment where, so they put their entries in and then Paul gets up on stage to announce the winner of the quiz and everyone's leaning forward to wait and see who it is and he goes, congratulations to Reg Watson. Yeah. And it's an adorable (laughs) shout out to the creator of Neighbours. But everyone in the crowd's scratching their heads going, who's Reg? Who's Reg? I don't know. They just, I mean, who's what? So clearly we rigged it so someone from our street could win, not some other rando. (laughs) Who's this? They don't live on Ramsey Street. (laughs) And then, oh, Another quick weird thing is that the gold statue street performer that Naomi booked. Yeah, because apparently Naomi wasn't very good at booking things. She booked all these flakes that yeah. didn't write it in their diaries. Or yeah. in the case of this statue, got gastro. Yeah, you, tell you what, you don't want a gold statue with gastro, do you? No, that's... Imagine all the stains on the toilet. Imagine... And so to- she ropes Toadie in. Yeah, why not? They've made up now. I just think the people on this street say yes to things too easily. Yeah, I think you're right. I would... Probably spend a bit of time in my home if I lived in Ramsey Street. Because <laughs> the thing is, you don't need a gold statue to have a fun time at a festival. No, they were clearly having a great time without the Brennans wearing shirts. Yeah, like, that's it. Great <laughs> compromise. My gold statue man's cancelled. Yeah. The Brennans are walking around the complex shirtless. Yeah. Bring them in. All they needed was a meat tray and a couple of guys without shirts. There's your attraction. <laughs> yeah. There's your main attraction. There's your itinerary. Yeah, and you've got that 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 cut out with the moustache. That's a fun day out. Yeah. Okay, finally, Paul gets up to make his speech. To he wears his Meryl outfit. Meryl robes. Mm-hmm. And then Harold is in his camper van. I forget why. I don't think it's relevant. <laughs> he's just in it. Yeah, I feel like that's an inappropriate time. Like, should he not just sit down? Like, he's come all this way to go to the festival. Like, why can't he just stroll down the road and watch the festival speeches? He can't do that. So he's in the camper van. He's careening down the road. And they've got that classical music song playing. Oh, yeah. I have to Google it. Yeah. Because I didn't want to just keep doing that for the whole time. It's called In the Hall of the Mountain King. Right. And classical music's free, so they can play that for as long as they want. They should play it more. Yeah. Um, so, and, and why did he just, what happened again? I know what happened in the end, but like what? Well, even they don't really know. Something's wrong with his brain or his ticker or something. Okay. So it's just old guy being old. Yeah. Old guy being old and some problem they haven't diagnosed yet, which a few people online was hypothesizing that it's a brain tumor or brain. Oh, are we going to kill Harold now? Like it's not enough that Harold's been through everything in his life. He can't just die peacefully in his sleep. Well, I'd like. I'd like to have a bit of a swap and let him go and bring Madge back. Well, that 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 might happen. 
apparently. With your theory. Yeah. So then Madge appears, right? He then So Harold has these hallucinations and then he screens into the festival grounds. Mm. He smashes through, through the whole crowd. And he, he sort of comes to like as he's doing it, doesn't yeah. he? But then after he crashes, Madge is there. Yeah. And yeah. so he knocks over a fruit stall yeah. and then he smashes into a fire hydrant and then this huge water like eruption. Yeah. This like geyser springs out and everyone you know what is I thought drenched. when the water came out. Because yeah. remember how like they replayed the scene of, of Madge throwing the ring in the yes, thing? In I the thought, lake. oh my God, the ring's going to come up. Oh yeah, I did think of that about the ring a few times too. Yeah. Because then in the next episode, the lake's bubbling over. Yeah, everything. There's something like perhaps some yeah some corpses are in there. To be honest, <laughs> it's right next to the murder rotunda. A few Damato's yeah Damato's old goons yeah. And then finally he looks over and Madge is like, Harold, what have you done? And so hmm. Madge, he's now I'm calling her Mirage. Because she's like a mirage. Yeah. She's not quite a hallucination. She's not quite a dream. She's not quite a ghost. She's a little of everything. Yeah. And she has a lot of opinions. She did. She always has. And so that takes us into Thursday. Madge is sitting there having chats with Harold after he's just destroyed the opening of the festival. Yeah. She goes to the hospital and sits with him. Yeah. Just having casual chats. Mm. She's just been a mirage. It's no big deal that she's dead. No. No. She hasn't been around for 14 years. Look at a million bucks, though. Yeah, she looks great. Her hair's fantastic. It's just not – it's really convenient that you can have a colorist in the afterlife. Yeah, and her outfits, they're very um, Palazzo, you know, like she's just sort of like she's walking on a cruise ship all the time in her afterlife. <laughs> I thought it was just to make her look angelic. Oh, well, there's that too. <laughs> but short cruise wear, that yeah, works. she's just, you know, la, 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 you know. She's having a lovely time. Very flowy. And easy, easy fit. Are you a little bit disappointed that this is the first time she's decided to visit her husband? Yeah. But if she's tumour-induced... Yeah, then that's why. Then that's... She hasn't been able to... He hasn't been able to tune into Channel mm. Madge. That's like Ally McBeal. You know what? If this is how he gets to have Madge back, fine. Keep the tumour. Yeah. I, I don't think it's a good thing for him to keep it. But... No, but they're not going to get rid of it. He's an elderly gentleman. Yeah. They're not going to put him through that kind of surgery. Well, the the point is we get some match time. Yeah, which is what we needed. Yeah. Yeah. Now we get down to the complex and the lake is bubbling over. Mm, things apparently hitting a fruit stall will do a lot to this Like town. the Loch Ness Monster is down there. Mm, it's pretty scary, actually. There's a lot of right prescription CDs tossed down there. <laughs> there is. And when they come bubbling up, they could take an eye out. One was like covering up something and now it's been dislodged. <laughs> and who knows what's under there. So... You know, Dr. Nick is bonding with Georgia. They're doing first aid on people in the pub. Like, isn't the hospital, like, two doors down? Take people to the hospital. Nah. Dr. Nick, though, he knows what he wants. And he's inappropriately betting on his staff member to get it. Yeah. (laughs) But also, um, this was another opportunity for Sheila to um, sort of flirt with a younger man. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, she oh, was yeah. all like, my heart, my heart, Dr. Nick. She's touched into my d- chest. She's into Dr. Nick. And I love how she calls him Dr. Nick yeah. as well. <laughs> Maybe we know who should be with little Brennan. <laughs> now there's a May-December romance. <laughs> that would be excellent. Wow. Okay. Back at the hospital, they've ruled out that it's not a stroke. Carl says it's not a stroke. It's not your heart. Yeah, apparently they're not going to do any CAT scans. Nah, no, nah. there's no, there's no resources for that at nah. Erinsborough Hospital. No. Hashtag another dark day for Erinsborough Hospital. <laughs> then we'll just go on Carl's feelings. So back at the waterhole, George is like super excited because Dr. Nick's bought her tickets to the ballet. 
and given them to her for free to use with Kyle. And we know that that's one of the items on her baby bucket list. Yeah, because he he saw the list. Yeah, he stole the list. And if you head to facebook.com slash neighbours podcast, we've typed up an itinerary that Kate put together, which which is itemises exactly how Georgia can achieve all of her bucket list dreams in one entire weekend. Have a look at that. She wants to go to the ballet, but they're tied up at the waterhole. But he says, no, 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 finish up. You go. You go get ready. Mm-hmm. So at the waterhole, there's a lot of damage control happening. Kyle is also at the waterhole being a handyman. It's like all hands on deck. So there's yeah. water gushing up and all I love over how, the... like no one pays Kyle and then he just jumps forward for this gig. And and he's just a random handyman. They yeah. don't have like rescue crews. No. They don't like, have... don't they need a plumber? Like there's probably a pipe broken. You need emergency services. Yeah. <laughs> now, the local handyman, Dollar Kyle... He'll come and fix our plumbing, uh, even though it's all exploding over the suburb. And Josh is helping out because he's got a vest. I love how they go, oh, the community service kids. Yeah. They're free. They're free. Let's just make them do it. Because remember, they don't really have access to paid employees around there because Paul stuffed everything up. (laughs) So now here's the thing. Kyle's stuck handymanning. He can't go to the ballet with Georgia. Which is devastating for Kyle. So Georgia... Doesn't put it out on Facebook, doesn't say free tickets to the ballet, who wants to come? No, she goes straight for the, the, the guy at the hospital yeah, that she, she doesn't really like. Yeah, you know? she just goes to give the tickets back. Yeah. And he's like, well, I can go and I'd like to go. And I'm very suave. Yeah, then she turns up in her sweet, she's wearing a sweet little floral cocktail dress. Because that's what Georgia is. Yeah. She's a sweet little floral cocktail dress. <laughs> So she, Nick convinces her to, that he'll go and he's in this three-piece suit. Yeah, and like a, a fancy like Gucci type Because it's apparently the gala opening of the ballet. Now here's where he kind of pretty womans this whole situation. So he yeah. looks at Georgia and judges what she's wearing and she's like, oh, I'm under, underdressed. And he agrees. Yeah. Look, she looked fine. Every, cocktail dresses are in. But you got to say, what what happened next? He Like, he was spot on with the style. Like, she looked great. Well, she looked great, but where the hell did he get a sparkly long black evening dress? There's probably a Versace right there in the um, foyer <laughs> of the um, Lasseter's complex. It's not Crown Towers. I think in Teresa's mind and Paul's it is. <laughs> where did he get a dress? Yeah. It's like six o'clock in the evening on it's a probably, weeknight. It's probably from his ex-wife, really. <laughs> he just keeps them for this very occasion. Yeah, and all the wives would be about George's size, I would say. So she goes off. She looks a million bucks. They go to the ballet, but then Kyle runs in. Yeah. He's like, oh, I just finished and, work. And did you see what he was wearing? What was he wearing? Kyle. He was wearing like a loud shirt. Oh. And like, sh- like soup shorts. Yeah. Because that's what he is. He's a loud shirt and, and he, suit shorts. And he basically takes one look at Georgia and, and one look at himself and, and one look says, at Dr. Yeah. Nick and says, yeah, go with him. <laughs> I'm not going to do you love justice. How, like he's got no inkling. No. He's, he's not picking up on it at all, which is lovely for the trust it's, in their relationship. Look, it's adorable. They're very secure in their relationship. Well, they're not. Well, they're not. He thinks they are. <laughs> he thinks they are. Now, finally, we finish off Thursday with Mirage, Mirage Madge, just shooting the breeze with Harold. She's trying to catch up on everything that's gone on in Aaronsborough <laughs> in 14 years. Yeah. Madge, get on to Perfect Blend. <laughs> it will all be explained there. Okay, so let's move into Friday. We still don't mm. know what's wrong with Harold and no one seems to care because he's allowed to w- wander out of the hospital now. Yeah, he puts on his clothes and he leaves. And she's been asking him about Daniel, her grandson, and he says, well, he's engaged. She's, like, she's like, what? what? Hold up. Who's this Harold girl? Harold and Madge, they got, because they were second 
marriages. Yeah. Yeah. She was married before. You know, they thought it out over a while. Daniel's not like that. And oh, Madge had the classic, classic line. She goes, what, is she pregnant? Like, did he knock her up? (laughs) Like, and I would immediately say something like, well, it's 2015, Madge, but she's not expected to think like that. She's been dead for the last 14 years. Yeah, so Madge is in her cruise wear, all her all-in-white flowy long cardigans. Yeah. She's telling Harold, be careful talking to yourself out in public. People are going to think something weird's going on. I love how, like, she's the dead one, but she's switched on. Harold's whatever. <laughs> yeah. Rain it in, pal. So, and then Harold's like, well, no one's noticing because they're all self-involved. They're looking at their phones, like, texting or tweeting. Now, the thing is, right, is Madge is asking all these questions about how Daniel is and what's this and what's that. At no point does she ask what tweeting is. She just accepts that. Like, she, does she think he means that they're they're sitting there on their phones going, tweet, 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 tweet. She thinks maybe it's just young people speak for talking. Yeah, like she, she doesn't pick up on that at all. Nah, she just lets that one go. Yeah. So apparently she has kept up with some things in the world. <laughs> she's connected. Yeah. And now Madge wants to meet Amber, which mm. she can't do because she's dead, but whatever. <laughs> we'll suspend disbelief. <laughs> Which I have a very hard time doing at the best of times. Yeah. And then when someone comes back from the dead, you just can't cope. Real stretch. This is like when Bobby came out of the fridge on Home and Away. Oh, yeah. I don't know if we get a lot of crossover audiences on this podcast. I don't know. But, look, I don't watch Home and Away now. But I haven't. I don't now. Yeah. Yeah. I think Neighbours is enough for me. Let us know, please. Tweet me, whatever, if you remember Bobby coming out of the fridge on Home and Away. She was dead. Yeah. And then Ailsa was having a brain tumour or something. And then Bobby, ghost Bobby came out of the fridge. So now meanwhile, Amber's looking up the Robinson family tree because she wants to impress Harold with all this knowledge. Yeah, because she's really trying. This this poor kid, like, oh. and she's obsessed with some couple. Agnes and Frederick do, oh. do not care. No, but like she's obsessed with them. And she just keeps bringing them up. We don't want to be torn apart like they were. Now, Amber. This was this wartime couple. I want to bring this up, Amber. <laughs> Frederick. Frederick was at a war, right? And they were torn apart by death, right? Daniel lives at the hotel down the street and everyone thinks it's dumb that you're getting married. That's it. And the only time you guys were torn apart was when you nearly joined a cult. Yeah. And that and was on you. Yeah. And you decided you might need some space and some time to learn who you are as a person. Amber, take some more time and some more space. And try and figure yourself out because you are not Angus or Agnes, whatever. You are now, not. Angus and Frederick would have been a far more been interesting story. story during the war. They, they would have been torn about something back then. Lots of things. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So she's looked up the family tree. She's looked up Margaret Mary Mitchell and that's Madge. That's her IRL name. Mm-hmm. Now she goes to have coffee with Harold and Mirage. Don't you love how like Harold is taken by the family tree a bit and Madge is like, what a suck. <laughs> Madge could take or leave that family tree. Yeah, she's she... like, whatever. I see them all every day. <laughs> We're hanging out up here. I don't be reminded She's like, by look, them. I've spoken to Agnes and she didn't really like Frederick. <laughs> so Daniel and Damba are trying to convince Harold that they are a stable couple. Yeah. And one of them says, Lou supports us. And Madge, <laughs> Madge is like, he would. Lou, like rolling her eyes. She just is not into this. And, and then, oh, these idiot kids bring up the fact that they used to live in a car. Oh, yeah. This, this is something to convince the family. Because Harold is asking them what they're going to do about a mortgage, but what are they, where they're going to yeah, put Harold, down roots. Harold switched on. He's like, so so are you going to live together, children? And and they're like, oh, maybe we'll live in the penthouse. Maybe we'll live at my mum and dad's. Maybe we'll live in a car. Cause like we did that one time. Harold's a man of God. 
Right. So he, he believes that they're going to spend the first night together soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the back of the Falcon. Yeah. Is there even a house available on Ramsey Street? Nah. Nah. They'll probably just move in and rent with someone. That's what often happens. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. that house that Susan went when she left Carl and she oh. got that sassy little apartment, yeah. that'll pop up. Yeah, yeah, that one does. Now, but the thing is, when they, as soon as they say living in a car, mm-hmm. Ghost Madge is like, shut it down. Shut it down. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> and then she, the, her reasoning's really good too. She thinks Amber's a complete flake. Yeah. Both of them are flakes. Yeah, but she's like, she loves her grandson flake. Yeah. She's like, what did she call him again? You uh, loved she it. called him a couple of things and they were all amazing. One of them was a, like a fireball in a snowstorm. <laughs> or no, a sl- snowflake in a firestorm. Yeah, that's it. He's got no chance. <laughs> and then she called them both like dandelions floating through the breeze. <laughs> in the wind. Dandelions in the wind. Amazing. Hello, Nana. Like she, she knows what's going on. And this is from one coffee. With them. Oh, so we Madge was still around. She would have got rid of this relationship. Like, no, Paul can't break them up. Ha- Harold and Lou can't break them up. Madge can break them up. Um, Lauren. No, Lauren they're, they're can't. Not, they're Dad cop sh- doesn't even know what's going no, on They anymore, can't achieve but... anything, those guys. <laughs> no. So, far, so then they bring up Imogen. Like, oh, Imogen's planned our whole wedding. And Madge mm. perks up like, oh, who's this organised little... Little, little sassy girl. Go-getter mm-hmm. that's organised an entire wedding in a day. So in she comes. And then Madge, instant fan. Because mm-hmm. she's like, right, blame her? I booked this, this and this. We need to sign off on this, this and this. And how are we going? And she's really polite. She's like, oh, hello, Harold. Blah, yeah, blah, the manners. Oh, is, is this a bad time? Wins them over. Yeah. Wins over Harold. Wins over Ghost Madge. Mirage. Because any daughter of Teresa's behaves that way. And <laughs> Exactly. And so Madge is like... That's the kind of girl we want for him. Yeah, we want one that's organised. Otherwise, we're going to end up with a kid that lives in a car. And then also I would like to point out that it's one week before the wedding and where are Scott and Charlene? Where are Daniel's mum and dad? They're not even – I don't like, even get it. Someone needs to be starting making the bobonieri. But, you know, that's the problem when your mum's Kylie Minogue. She's not coming back <laughs> for your wedding. It's not going to happen. She um she's doing can't get you out of my head in like a London stadium somewhere. Like remember, and they always bring up how loving Scott and Charlene with yes. each other. Well, they they don't have time for anything else. They could give two shits. Yeah, you know what? Charlene's working on an SEO for a website. Remember how, <laughs> how good that was? Yes, because yeah. if I leave town, and people Google Charlene's mechanics. It's gonna drop down to third or fourth. <laughs> I tell you what, if you don't keep that stuff up. So, look, it's a problem to discuss another time. So then we end the episode with Harold declaring to Daniel that he's made he's making a terrible mistake. If yeah. you follow through with this and marry Amber, you're and, um, ruining your life. And Bambi walks in. Bambi? Why don't I call her Bamba? <laughs> oh, look, we've got many names and many, we can use and them I, all. I can barely keep up with all of Detective Constable Mechanic's names. <laughs> so Amber overhears this and that's kind of the cliffhanger for the week. Yeah. You would expect that no one would ever think that of her. Like, sorry, she would expect that no one. Like, obviously her parents would be down on the, the 22-year-old guy that's hooking up with their, their, their newly... Like, he writes his dreams on a napkin. Yeah, like, I can understand her parents being yeah, disappointed. judging, but she's like, me? I, I got into photography at uni. Yeah, without a portfolio, pretty much. <laughs> they just heard about me. Incredible. Just from some photos I took of the burger joint down the road yeah and i'm already got like i'm already a photojournalist amazing yeah okay and then we'll round off the week sheila has really embraced the whole brennan as a potential son-in-law big yeah. brennan or, or or something more 
<laughs> or if, you, if you'd like something in an older model. <laughs> Sheila's available. And she brings around the cakes that she's testing out for the bake sale and she's shoving them down the oh, constable mechanic. She's very sexual with her food. <laughs> And he's right into her pecan pie and Naomi starts warning off and she's calling him handsome and Naomi's warning her off going, mum, please don't get in the way of this. And she's like, mum, stop liking him so much. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> I know the rest of them were duds, but yeah. this one's mine. Yeah. So Brennan's like, don't worry about it. He's really cute. He's going along with it. He's eating the cakes and then he feeds her cake. I mean, if that's all you have to do to get along with your mother-in-law. Eat cake. Like, yeah, why not? Pecan pie, apparently. Let him eat cake. Yeah. And so, again, Paige spots them being all lovey-dovey and this time Naomi notices that Big Brennan kind of flinches a bit when Paige yeah, sees them. Yeah, also Paige stares. <laughs> like, all in all, Naomi's the only person that acted like a normal human then. True. She yeah. had the correct response. Yeah. So then basically Naomi chats with Paige and is like, oh, what's going on with you and little Brennan? She says, oh, no, Big Brennan basically said I should probably back off and he's not good for me. And she was like, oh, Big Brennan talks to you about your relationship, Mm. does he? And she brings that up with Big Brennan Mm. and kind of blows a gasket at him. And don't you love his reaction? He goes, I don't think they're a good fit. And she's like, um, well, what's the go? Do you still want to be with her? And he doesn't have an answer ready. No, but he wasn't ready for this because he he's he's really into Naomi. <sighs> you got to have an answer ready. I understand, but he, like, he's just come out of a, a pretty serious situation with his dead fiance. Yeah, but they, he did. He wasn't bothered by that last year when he got together with Paige. I no, he was. Remember, remember when Paige okay, was on the yeah, all right. Yeah, he freaked out. Yeah. But here's the other thing that was funny when Paige brought up the dead fiance with Tyler. He yeah. was like, "Oh yeah, I heard about that." Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> you heard about that? Oh, but then again, also they were come... only engaged for five for four seconds. You didn't come to the funeral of your brother. <laughs> anyway, my other none problems. of the family do. But apparently, I feel like Erinsborough is really hard to get to by public transport or something. Like it's hard for people to get there. But the bus goes right down Power Street where the mechanics is. Well, then you can get a taxi, like the the kid that met Paige on the internet did. But and obviously people who have family outside of errands but don't really care about them no, anymore. Because I guess everyone everyone who lives here is a jerk. Yeah, pretty and much. Their families don't want to come here. They don't. Like Dr. Nick, he's like, I don't want to go back there. Unless you're part of the toadfish family. And then they all want to come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But they're just a couple of hours away in Colac. I know, but they're always there and there's a new <laughs> one at any moment. Like I'm just waiting for like sardine to turn up, you know? Like when is, when is a new one coming? Gemfist was excellent. I want another one like that. Mackerel. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And so next week they do a little teaser and it's going to be basically that Ghost Madge is still hanging around. <laughs> She's got one more week in her. Yeah, yeah. They've, they've, they've flown her out from England because she lives in Ireland now. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, I had to Wikipedia because I was actually concerned she wasn't still around. Yeah, me too. So I was like, how did they do this? I don't understand. <laughs> Hologram. Hologram. To me, I'm like, if the character's dead, she must be. Um, so if you would like to win the limited edition commemorative Australia Post issued Neighbours Book of Stamps. Please mention how saucy somebody looks. Sonia. Sonia looks like she's gone to glamour shots. Yeah, she does. She looks amazing. Some of these headshots are through the ages. Like there's a yeah, very young looking Dr. Carl. There's like Dr. Carl and Susan in their first promotional photo shoot. In their first marriage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but Sonia looks amazing. I want to look just like Sonia. However, there is no Toadie mullet and I reckon Toadie's got an amazing agent because <laughs> I reckon they would have tried to get a Toadie mullet on one of these stamps. Yeah, who can blame them? His agent would have gone, no. no deal, no dice. Now, this will be available to international entrants as well. So all we need you to do 
is answer this question. Who would you send a postcard to and why? Yeah. Now, when, when Faye says who, she means someone on the show. <laughs> someone on the show, past or uh, present. We, we don't want to see like, I would send it to John because I like him. <laughs> someone on the street, alive or dead, yeah. past or present, don't care who, don't care if it's the bloody galah yeah. that Carl used to have, <laughs> whatever. Um, 140 characters or less. So you can tweet us at NeighborsPod on Twitter. Yep. Facebook.com slash NeighborsPodcast. Mm-hmm. And I found out I have a, an email address mm. for this show that, that I forgot I made. It's NeighborsPod at gmail.com. So just basically anywhere on the internet, just put neighbors in and, and then send it to just us. Just <laughs> find us somehow and yep. say, who would you send a postcard to? Like, who would you put the stamp on? Yeah, you got to put the stamp yeah. on. So who would you send a postcard to and why? Yeah. And you've got until midnight on the 20th of March. Great. I'm looking forward to some of those responses. And I'll and we'll announce the winners on this podcast and contact you and then you can win the booklet. The oh, stamps. excellent. And finally, Tweets of the Week. Tweets of the Week. L&J Rule. Sock puppets? Question mark? Exclamation mark? <laughs> L&J oh, no. Rule's right on it. <laughs> and okay, this, this is my favourite. There's only a couple of Tweets of the Week because this one I think took the cake. Mm-hmm. Ajo underscore Melb, one of our faves. The only explanation for that suddenly appearing dress is that Dr. Nick performs a drag act on weeknights. Excellent. That is it. That is what happens. Oh, it's been a big week. Amazing. Big week ended with a really good joke. (laughs) I can't wait for more return characters. Can't wait for Delta. Yeah. And CJ, I'm glad you're finally on Twitter. Yep. So at Because I Am Pink. And I'm at Vaya Pashos. So if you're on Beamly, what question are you going to ask this week? Okay, Beamly question. So we've got Dead Madge. (laughs) Question for Beamley is, if you were to have a neighbour's ghost come back and hang out with you for a week, mm-hmm. which one? Well, clearly I'm picking Ringo, but <laughs> he's really got to me today. He's still playing guitar and stuff. He could sing you a few tunes. Is he? Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Oh, probably. So Beamley.com, the neighbour's show page, I'll post the question, jump on and leave a comment. Thank <laughs> you. It's been an epic week. <laughs> Sorry, I just want to point out to everyone that Vaya looks worn out at this point. So there's just we know, don't usually do this at night time. Yeah, and it's just it's been a big like week on neighbours in general. Just, it's hard yakka. Yeah, it's tough. But thank you for listening. We really appreciate it, and for leaving us iTunes reviews. It's really nice. Yes, I want more. Yeah. I thought they were great. It's so good. <laughs> thank you guys. See you later. See ya. <laughs>